the Irish Times business podcast in association with Irish Life. We're here to support your company and your employees now and in the future. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life. Hello and welcome to the Irish Times business podcast. I'm Cliff Taylor standing in for Kieran Hancock this week. On today's show, we'll be talking about boardroom tensions within independent news and media. We'll be looking at European markets and how they could react to a referendum in Italy this week and to OPEC's deal on oil prices. And later in the show, our tech reporter, Kira O'Brien, will be demonstrating some of the gadgets and gizmos that are flying off the shelves in the run-up to Christmas. First, I'm joined in studio by Mark Paul and Laura Slattery. Mark, boardroom tensions at Independent News and Media... Uh, you broke the story last weekend. Tell us, uh, tell us what's happened. Um, well, a, a schism has emerged between uh, Robert Pitt, the chief executive, and Leslie Buckley, um, the chairman of the company, over um, what acquisitions independent news and media should make. Um, now, we sort of we first got wind of this a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, we started to put in queries into Robert Pitt and Leslie Buckley about this. And what we were told was that, um, and, you know, the chief executive remains committed to his role. They wouldn't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wrote a story last Saturday, then uh, uh, breaking. News that, that that tensions had emerged between them. Then on Monday, um, Independent News and Media issued, uh, in response to questions from the Irish Times, an extraordinary statement uh, in which they confirmed that that there was a row between uh, the two men and that it was over the terms of an acquisition, um, and and, uh, and and that the company they were focusing on the normal day to day running of the company. Very very unusual for those sort of boardroom rows to be commented on ever by uh, by a company. Um, so what we what we knew then and what we reported was that um, uh, in fact. Um, the row was over News Talk, um, and that independent news and media had looked at buying News Talk a number of months ago. And of course, News Talk is owned by Communicore, which is owned by Dennis O'Brien, who is the main shareholder at independent news and media. Um, and uh, in, in effect, what seems to have happened is that um, Communicore had one valuation on the company. Um, um, Robert Pitt, as the chief executive of INM, commissioned another valuation. There was a huge gulf between them, uh, and a row erupted between himself and Leslie Buckley over how much independent news and media should offer for News Talk. Now, um, INM confirmed that no offer was ever brought to the board, um, but of course, it can't be brought to the board unless uh, one of the executives brings it to the board. The executives, the CFO or the CEO, these are the people who bring. Um, 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 proposed acquisitions to the board um, and it's an extraordinary row for, for a company that has a, a history of, of extraordinary rows mm. and public spats um, but even 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 for them this one I think really uh, is really surprising. And most unusual for it to come into the public domain and for it to be commented on the, on, on the public domain. Um, well what we know Cliff is that Robert Pitt the Chief Executive has considered his position in relation to this. He remains as we speak uh, the Chief Executive of Independent News and Media now with such a very public spat between the Chief Executive and the chairman, um, um, you know, it will be very um, um, difficult in one way to walk back from that mm. um, and, and to move ahead with strategy. But yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's a very very uh, interesting row, and 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 it still has to be fully played out. It seems sure. And why would um, INM have been interested in News Talk in the first place? Well, well, therein lies the question. It, it certainly isn't the profile of acquisition that independent news and media has been searching for. Um, at the time of their interim results at the end of August, Robert Pitt laid out uh, some of the detail of the sort of acquisitions that they're looking to make. You've got to remember, independent news and media has a cash pile of 
about 65 mm. million euros. Mm. So under pressure from investors to either use the pile or distribute it. Or, or to distribute it. And, and that cash pile is getting bigger. Um, and what Robert Pitt said at the end of August was that they were looking either for print assets in Ireland or digital assets in the UK and abroad. Now, uh, he said that they had to be, um, they had to contribute to the top line and the bottom line, which means they have to be profitable. Now, news talk is not thought to be profitable. Um, it's not a print asset. Um, um, and, and, and it's difficult to see how it fits into the digital era. So um, uh, that's, I, I, I presume, you know, I mean, when Robert Pitt laid out what he thought the ideal acquisitions were, then it would be no surprise then that he would be looking to offer lower than what uh, mm. uh, Communicore wanted. it doesn't seem to fit into his view of doesn't seem it, it doesn't seem to fit. In. It's, it's a misnomer. It's a, or it's a, it's, it's a real uh, aberration almost in a way, I mean, mm. uh, as to why independent news and media would consider entering a regulated radio market. It's hard to see how that fits with a digital future for, uh, for the publishing industry. Okay. Uh, Laura, News Talk's position in the market? Uh, yeah, News Talk, uh, say, as Mark says, we understand that it's, that it's uh, loss-making, but, uh, you know, and we also know that they have said, that the chief executive there has said that, you know, he, he, he sees a vision of profitability in the future, so it's okay. not that there's no route to profitability there, but... It so has been losing listeners. Yeah, it's established position, and it did actually have a quite a good surge in, in in listenership over a course of a couple of years. But it's fallen back; it's ran out of steam that surge this year. Mm. So you know, it has a six percent market share nationally, and it's just shy of ten percent in, in in Dublin. It did tip ten percent at one point. So it's lost about uh, thirty something thousand listeners over the past year. So just to give a comparison, it has three hundred sixty seven thousand daily listeners. But Radio 1 would have 880,000 listeners. So the dominance of Radio 1 there is, is really News Talk's problem. Um, that said, you know, despite this challenge in getting listeners, it would say, and its chief executive, uh, Tim Collins, would say, is that it has the right kind of listeners, which mm. is the 25 to 54-year-old or uh, age group. Um, that, and, it, you know, they've been very active this year in um, making pitches to advertising agencies and trying to get more cash into the business. And I understand, you know, that they're, they're not doing as bad badly on revenues as the radio market as a whole, which is, is down about 5% for the year. So new stock, so it is a, still an attractive um, asset. And I would sort of say, is, say as well that the gap perhaps between tra- a traditional radio station mm. and a digital company it has narrowed uh, as and, um, and is likely to narrow in the future. So, uh, you know, the, uh, news talk in, in the future, we, we might describe it as an audio-led digital sure. uh, company. Now, that's not what they're saying, but you, you could foresee so, that so future. Be yeah, things that could mix between yeah, I and M and, but, and but on, talk on that the other hand, you know, value. you know, uh, I agree. I don't think it fits within win with whatever Robert Pitt has said. Um, it's hard I, I, to see where yeah. operational efficiencies would emerge either. You no. know, I mean, a radio company and a, and a newspaper publishing company. I mean, normally when you buy an acquisition, you try and take out some of the costs where there might be overlap. But where, where, you know, news talk is almost inextricably linked with Communicore because, I mean, with Today FM, another Communicore station, it shares certain back office functions. It, ser- it, it shares also has certain reporting nothing functions. in common with with on one level in the sense that it is a, 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 a you know news led um, journalist led sort of station, whereas all the rest of them. Are, are, are almost, you know, without exception. I mean, today FM is a slightly odd mixed profile, mm-hmm. but the rest of them are kind of very cheap as chips uh, music stations. So you, there probably could be some synergies, but that's that's to say, I I, I wouldn't have anticipated this uh, this that it would be have been a target of but acquisition for them. That's it as well. Um, but right in the very beginning, it's, it's some eighteen months or, or more since uh, Leslie Buckley it was actually who first signalled that INM was had the cash to go on the acquisition trade. 
trail. And he suggested they'd be spending somewhere 80 to 100 million. Uh, that, that That's what they would spend. And at that point, TV3 was on the market and he wasn't even ruling out, you know, bidding for TV3. So I think they've changed their minds a few times about what they're after. The one thing that they've repeatedly said is they want more print assets in Ireland because they can see the synergies, I guess, but also they end up in the position where they're sort of one of the sort of last players standing. And their position on that is obviously uh, worrying for people who care about media plurality. And as we know, there's a deal uh, being considered by the Minister for Communications at the moment, which is to pick up uh, Celtic Media Regional uh, Newspaper Group. But what's interesting about that is uh, w- the price tag on that would only mean a few million, whereas it's, that's you know nothing compared to the sixty million, sixty two or three million I think they have uh, in cash, sure. uh, or or the eighty to hundred million that they said that they were going to spend. So perhaps a chance that uh, INM may look abroad for for acquisitions. I think they've signalled that. I think they're going to have to, yeah. And in a way, it's, a, it's sort of, you know, they lost their international empire and now there's, there's this sort of maybe uh, opportunity to build it up again. But uh, and, uh, the UK, I guess, is the obvious uh, target. Mark, what do you think investors are certainly looking for INM to either spend their money or give them back some of their money, give well, the investors back some of their money in, in, in a special dividend? Yeah, well, a special dividend. Uh, and I mean, you know, that, that would be uh, that would be very difficult, I think, to, 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 to play out in the public domain, especially when you consider what's happening to the INM pension fund. Mm. Um, um, when, uh, when, when pensioners uh, at the company are looking at losing some of their things and if you're giving then dividends to the shareholders, how, do you, how does that play out in public as well? But um, from an investor's point of view, a special dividend, well, that's almost like putting your hands up. It's almost like raising a white flag, isn't it? And saying we can't find the acquisitions. Yeah. The sort of acquisitions they're after, everybody is after. These are top line and bottom line accretive digital acquisitions mm. um, um, with scale hard, in hard our market. Hard, hard to find and when they are found, um, everybody wants a slice of them. Mm. So, um, um, you know, if, if Robert Pitt has repeatedly said and what he said in August was that we will not overpay for assets. Mm. Um, but um, you might have to overpay if, uh, if everybody else wants to buy them too. Okay, we'll, we'll watch that one. Uh, Laura and Mark, thank you. I'm joined in the studio by Kira O'Brien, Irish Times technology reporter. Kira, you've brought us tech gifts for kids, stocking fillers, and some high-end gadgets appropriate for the season. Yes, we are entering into. Where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, we'll start with the sensible stuff and get that out of the way. Okay. Because okay. I'm, 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 on principle, I'm usually against sensible. Okay. Then we'll have Christmas the, we'll gifts. Ha- we'll have the toy show at the end. Yes, okay, exactly. The podcast toy show, right? What have you got first? What I've got is uh, the very sensible things. First of all, is a, a, a power bank for power bank. your okay for phone. The, for those listening to the podcast. Yep. This looks a normal power bank that you uh, you plug your telephone into. Exactly. Now the problem with these care is that oftentimes they don't work. Uh, they don't. They don't give your phone much of a charge. What's, yeah, you have to. I think who, who makes this one? This and, one's a Belkin one. Okay. Um, this one basically. I mean, usually the cheaper you go, the less power you're going to have on them. Okay. And if you have a phone, uh, like say an iPhone 7 Plus or a 6 Plus, anything with a high capacity battery in it, okay. there's always a rating on them. Um, okay. And they'll tell you how much, basically, what the, the power of the battery is. So okay. you look at that and you kind of make your decision whether or not it's worth your while. Okay. Um, I usually go between 50 to 60 euro for one of these. Um, okay. And how much will this one cost us? That's in that range. Okay. Uh, so it's, I, I actually, I quite like, because first of all, it's got LEDs on the front that will tell you how much battery is left. This okay. one has been used to death today alone because okay. I'm very hard on uh, on batteries. Okay. So... Uh, it will let, give you the, the four LEDs that give you the countdown and then has two USB ports so you can actually charge two things at once. So, so. not a very glamorous present. but Not u- glamorous at all. But a useful one. But a very useful one. Okay, uh, next one. This is slightly cheaper. This is okay. the Chipolo, which is a coin-sized Bluetooth tracker. Okay, this is like a small little red disc, Yes, you might say. 
if you do you remember years ago they used to have those um, those really annoying things that you would uh, you'd, you'd attach to your keys and you'd have to whistle to get the right tone and yeah. if you lost your keys you'd be walking around the house whistling like a lunatic trying okay. to hit the right note okay. and um, eventually you'd hit it and it'd beep and you'd be able okay. to find it um, I never really liked those I like the idea of them because okay. obviously you attach them to your keys it's the one thing you lose uh, all the time it's one thing I lose all the time uh, this works slightly differently there's an app on your phone and you pair this tracker with the app okay. and you attach it to something you don't want to lose now that could be your wallet your keys your dog okay. you know, whichever your child <laughs> Okay, and as long as it's in within range, okay. uh, you'll be able to find it simply by opening the app, tapping the button, and it'll set off an alarm within okay. the tracker. So it looks like a key ring with a red disc on it. What kind exactly. of range are we talking about? You're talking about like a standard Bluetooth range. So it says um, up to 200 metres, but obviously that depends on you know what's around you. So if you're in a okay. house that has lots of interference, you're going to get a, a shorter range. Or if you're out in the open, you'll get great range you know, because okay. there's nothing around you. Um, the other thing is, is that if you lose your phone, you can shake this okay. and it will set off an alarm on your phone. Okay. Now, obviously, you still have to be within range, but if you do go out of range and you do lose it, you're not sure where, it'll show you on a map where the last place you ha- that it knows that you had it wow, was. And you okay. can usually retrace your steps. And also, if there are some people who are using the same system, if they're using Chipolo as well, okay. they walk past. Your tracker is on your keys in the pile of leaves somewhere because you've been running and that's you know pretty much okay. it's, it's dropped out of your pocket. It'll send in a little alert to their app and then you'll be able to find okay. your, your keys. So The Chipola Bluetooth tracker. Yes, so that's the sensible stuff. Against, so we'll, and would fit nicely into a stocking. Exactly. Uh, fit nicely into anything, really. It's, it's, it's very compact. I quite like them. Okay. Um, next so, up. next up. Okay, so we'll go slightly more high-end, I suppose. Um, okay, we're talking high-end tech here now. This... Looks like a camera. This is yes. It looks like it also looks a bit like an alien as well. It this does. Is yeah, the, it looks um, like something from Star Wars. Yeah. This is the Samsung uh, Gear 360, which okay. is uh, Samsung's 360 camera. So if you want to film stuff in VR or you just want to get, okay. I suppose, a, a round view of of what you're filming, okay. um, this is pretty much this what you use. So okay. it has two lenses: one the front, one the back. It does video, um, fairly high resolution video and it'll take still photographs for you as well. Now there's two things with this. First of all, you don't actually need a phone to control it. Uh, It saves everything to a memory card. The one time you need a phone is really to do the live view. So if you want to see exactly what you're filming as you're filming it and in that case you're going to need one of Samsung's um, high end phones because at the moment the Gear 360 Manager app that controls it only works with the Galaxy S7. It was I think supposed to work with the Note 7 but we all know what happened to that. Right. So, um, but it does have software as well for Windows. So if okay. you just use this normally for, um, you just use this for your, your, you stick it in the middle of a table or you stick it in the middle okay. of a, a concert or whatever, or you're just walking around with it, you can then transfer the footage onto your computer, edit it all and then send it wherever you want, whether you want to put it on Facebook for, for 360 videos or you want to send it to your family because they might have one of these. Okay, and nice. this. And how much does this cost us before we move on? This is 350 to 360 depending on if okay. you check around. Okay. Um, and it's it's quite gift. sturdy. It is okay. quite sturdy. It'll take a and shower. You've, you've I I started using. It. I got my hands on this yesterday and started okay. using it. So and it's, it's it's easily worked. Is it? It's easily worked. Yes. It's yeah. literally press one button at the top. You turn it on at the side. Press a button at the top to record. There's a menu button on the side that lets you switch between photos and still video. Okay. And off you go. And there's a few okay. different modes. Like there's time lapse mode on it if you're into that kind of so thing. You only need to spend so two hours with the with the guidebook. It's uh, five minutes and you're up okay. and running. Good. And I think that's the whole point of these things as well because you need something that's easy. 
You, yeah. Nobody is going to use uh, a 360 camera if it requires, a, a, I suppose, a computer degree or, you know, a, a extensive knowledge of editing Absolutely. software. So yeah. all this stuff, if you have the phone, it does all the work for this you. Is for anybody. Okay. Exactly. Great. So then, obviously, this is the Gear VR headset, which okay. you also need a Samsung phone for. So it's 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 kind of okay. it's, it's it's getting you into that that little Samsung ecosystem. Um, what this is is pretty much it's their their tie up with Oculus, and they've been doing this for a little while. This costs about a hundred euro, okay. um, not including the phone, obviously. That's the expense of it because basically okay. all the technology is inside the phone. Okay. So you put this on, and so you you upload a video from your. You can upload a video, or you can and you can watch your your home movies, or okay. so somebody sends you a video that they've made. Um, this is basically the headset, so okay. without the, the the phone in it, it's quite light. Okay. Put the phone into it. The phone is the brains of everything. Okay. Okay. So when you put it in, you it automatically starts up and installs all the software for you. Okay, and it has to be a Samsung phone. It has to be, yes. It, it, again, this all this was designed to work with the Note, yes. okay. but the S Seven is your, your You're option get me at the moment. Now, I'm going to get you to put that on now. Okay. Yes. Right. So I'm putting on what looks like a large set of goggles. Goggles, exactly yeah. the word. Yeah. So when you put that on, you should be able to see the menu. Oh yeah. I okay. can, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so there's because it's it's a time with Oculus. There's a lot of software actually on there. So okay. okay, it's giving me a health and safety warning now. Oh yes, they always give you a health and safety warning. It's you know this health may take and safety some time. first. <laughs> but what it does is um, tap the touchpad to acknowledge. So what do I? There is a touchpad on the side. Okay. Just Maybe here. you better do that. So. Just it's just there too. Okay, right. Okay, right. Now. So, so you can look around. You could when you when you started up first, you're brought into what's basically your library of software. Yeah. So I'm looking at kind of six or seven choices of things that I could play. I presume. Exactly. And so, and it's around. So if you look behind you, you'll see like there's a, there's a whole base. You're in the middle of a room. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's 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 actually oh, pretty yeah. good considering. Okay, so I'm looking around that I'm seeing. It really is 360. Okay. I mean, considering it's a mobile phone strapped to your face, I mean, that's yeah. essentially what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's really, it, actually, it's really good quality. So, and you so can. you want to play something for you me? You can or? play games. I can set something up for you if you want, because okay. I don't know what you're looking at right now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking at a, at a, it looks like a menu. So you I'm can pick it. You basically, you look at what you want to, okay. to open and right. you tap it. You, you tap on the side. Oh, here we go. And okay. see, it's very easy to use again. It's, yeah. it's not the world's hardest thing. Yeah, it's all gone black, So, yeah. it's loading up something. Okay, so. Now I know why Kieran Hancock took the week off. So <laughs> I'm sitting in what feels like sitting in the middle of a pool. Uh, it says ocean rift in front of me, but I actually feel like I'm sitting underwater. I'm looking at bubbles coming up from underneath me. I'm looking at uh, an old shipwreck over here. I'm That's not a very nice thing to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, it's virtual reality. I'm looking at fish swimming around all around me. A uh, turtle actually is swimming just above my head. And I'd say I'm about 20 or 30 feet underwater, so I'm probably going to run out of oxygen pretty soon. All kinds of plants over here to my left. Got to say, the quality of this is is good, and it's pretty cool, and uh, it'd be good to watch a movie on this, I'd say, all right? There is yeah. one nice that, one. Um, I think Paul McCartney did a live performance, and they recorded it for, for the, the Gear VR. Yeah. And it actually puts you on the stage, so you know, you're looking to your left, and Paul McCartney is singing, yeah. um, if you're into that kind of thing. Obviously, for some people, that would be their idea of hell. But, uh, you know, there's this fire, yeah. there's the pyro going off. You look up, you can see all the lights above you, you can see the band behind you, and you just kind of stand there in the middle. And, yeah. you know, when you when you realize you know, the, the applications for this, I mean, yeah, okay, we're using it to look at sea turtles or, yeah. you know, Paul McCartney, but you think about like where this is going to be in the next couple of years. Sure. It's, it's pretty amazing. Education, entertainment, exactly. all of those things. So I think okay. we'll, we'll all be a bit like Wally, you know. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Okay, so we'll move on. Uh, we'll move on. Right, this Back is to the world more of, of a reality. This is more of a, a 
uh, kind of a, a well, it's personal care. I don't know. It's okay. Dyson's new um, supersonic hairdryer. Okay. So, I why I find is, why is it supersonic? Well, people I find people fall into two categories with this. Some people look at this and think, yes, I want it. This will change my life. Right. And other people think, why would I spend that amount of money on a hairdryer? Because it's like four hundred yeah. euros. Yeah, I'm probably so it's, in the latter group. Yeah. It, yeah, but if you have like I have curly hair, okay. so if you have hair that does not behave itself, okay. This is brilliant because okay. it dries your hair fast, but it also, well, according to Dyson, it doesn't damage your hair as much as a regular hair dryer would because okay. they've they put all sorts of technology into it. Hence, it falls under okay. the, the tech side of things rather okay. than just the, the, the health and beauty thing. Okay. Um, what they've done is they've, they, they've put kind of sensors so it gets to a certain temperature and it doesn't go above that. So if you're holding it against your head, instead of burning okay. the scalp off yourself, as I have so often done, it will actually regulate the temperature. Okay. Now, obviously, I can't stand over whether or not it's going to damage my hair because I would have to be using it for a lot longer yeah, than a few yeah. months. Yeah. But in general, but like I like it. You know, because it's it, they put all the motors into the handle. Um, okay. Most of the motors on a hairdryer, on traditional hairdryers, go into okay. the head. Yeah, so, it um, so it gets heavy as well if you're yeah, trying to, yeah. especially if you have to spend half an hour to forty minutes, like I do, <laughs> trying to beat your hair into submission. Right. This fifteen minutes, I'm done. Okay. Um, but you know, it's it's fast. It works, and it also has these kind of uh, magnetic okay. attachments, which Not makes cheap. life. A lot easier. Okay, not cheap, but but not but, cheap. but but work. It seems to work. Okay. Also, on the higher end scale is that's the the Dyson hair dryer hitting the ground. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, this is the the Apple Watch. Okay. So um, you're looking at that's that's version two, which okay, I was going to ask you. There's a few versions. Yeah, of this, there's yeah. version. We'll see. There's version one, and then yeah. there's kind of version one and a half where they changed out the the okay. processor and it made it a bit okay. faster. Just looks like a normal watch. Yeah, it's this one's pink. Uh, yes, it's it's, it's your colour. But, but I presume, but thank you, Rose Kira. gold. Rose gold, yes. Rose sorry, gold. sorry. This, yes, it is yes. actually rose gold. But so. I presume you could choose the colour. Yes. What does this do for me? Basically, it, if you have an iPhone, and obviously yeah. if you have an Android phone, keep walking. This is no okay. good for you. If you have an iPhone, uh, it links up with your phone. Uh, okay. It'll give you all your notifications to your wrist. Okay. It will let you do stuff like you can go running with it. Um, okay. it because this version has GPS built in, Okay. you are you don't have to take your phone with you. Okay. Uh, you can put some music on there and put some wireless headphones on and Great. off you go. Okay. Um, it Also, it's waterproof, which the first version wasn't, yeah. uh, which means you can now take it swimming, which okay. is a big deal. I mean, the, the first version you probably could have splashed a little bit, wouldn't have made a massive difference. Okay. The only place that water can get in on this is the speaker at the side. Okay. And there's actually a little uh, a little control on it. So when you do have it underwater, when you get out, you just hit this and it actually yeah, it plays a tone okay. that expels the water from it. It's actually quite cool to right. watch. Okay. But it, it also it, it um, monitors your heart rate. Yeah few different things and there's more and more apps appearing all the time so you know sure. the mapping apps and there's a really good hiking app as well that if you um, we have to pay for maps yep. separately but you know you can put routes onto the maps and then that will actually guide you and it'll tell you if you've gone off Great. your your your, uh, your chosen track which is probably important I'm not a hiker but I'm okay. guessing wandering up the double mountains with no idea where you are is probably not yeah, a good yeah, thing yeah well particularly if it's foggy or misty yes, so uh, cost of this you're looking kind of about 350 and up depending on the version that you go for okay. and you can it can get quite expensive because they used to have it a, a $10,000 version which was gold um, it was a limited edition but they've actually replaced that now with a ceramic one and which is the face is, big enough to read all the information it isn't if you if you, uh, th- th- there's two different faces th- that's the 38 millimeter okay. version there's a 42 as well but I actually found the 42 well for me anyway I found the 42 big. quite big yes okay. and actually surprisingly enough my husband has a, a, a 38 millimeter okay. version he doesn't like the 42 at all because the 42 can feel a bit bulky okay. so, so it's it yeah it's got this digital crown thing as well that you use to uh, basically control 
getting into the apps and it's it just it works it actually does work um, it also stops you from constantly checking your phone when you know you, you know you're sitting around a table and somebody's yeah, yeah. phone and everybody seems to have the same ringtones on their phone again um, so this alerts you when you get a message or a, it will or yeah it sends you a little little tap on the wrist um, it also has a really good activity thing built in so if you're sitting still for too long it'll prompt you to stand up and move around and if you're the type of person who gets overly stressed there's a meditation app on there as well yeah. but I think my favourite part of it control our lives in 10 years time I yeah, fear I think my favourite part of it though is the fact that you can just stick it in water ah, so nice, okay. I would never have <laughs> you know it's it, it, it just it works and it'll still work when it comes out okay. so it's uh, it's definitely if you're accident prone and I am yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty good so see it still works so okay, and there's the the little uh, thing on the side that when you Alright, that's expelling Expel the water, the water. the speaker. Yep, all done. Lovely. Next up, uh, noise cancelling headphones. Okay. If, you, if you're if you on a commute, if you have loud children, if you have loud neighbours, these are a godsend. They are Bluetooth enabled, they're Sony, they're the MDR1000X, my new favourite thing. Okay. Uh, when you put them on and you turn on the noise cancelling, it's like, it's a small bubble. Okay. Uh, Bose do very good noise cancelling headphones, but these are four hundred and thirty euro. They, they, wow. yeah, they're, okay. they're they're a good alternative. So when you put those on, you might see that uh, it it just knocks out everything. Now there is a button on the side where yeah, you can um, you can let voices in. You can get, let some ambient noise in. So you can just okay. let everything in, or you can let voices in. Okay. So these are very good for blocking out Christmas noise just let, just keep that in mind when we get to the end right okay. you'll be coming back to those now, now this is an expensive rubber duck right this is basically I know it, it looks what is this duck going to cost us uh, this duck is going to cost about 120 euro okay, okay. Uh, but so what it, it is, is yeah exactly it, it is a bath toy so you can okay. use it in the bath so you know he's not completely useless mm. um, but what he also is is he's a nightlight yeah. so you tap his wing and his nightlight comes oh, on nice, yeah. he is a uh, a USB he's shivering at me at the moment because it's too cold apparently um, it's uh, a nightlight it's a bluetooth speaker uh, it's an interactive toy and it's a bath thermometer so the reason why he's shivering at the moment is because I have the bath thermometer app open oh, and it's telling me he's too cold, too cold. so my daughter my two year old loves this this okay. is her favourite toy in the world I stole this from her while she slept this morning so um, it's just you know it, it's like as far as bluetooth speakers go it's not going to be you're not going to get sony quality okay. out of it but for a toddler it's it's fantastic sure. and there's all these interactive stories and stuff that you have on um, apps like on the the if you hook it up to it an okay. ipad and cost of edwin cost of edwin he's 100 about 120 okay and finally finally yes this the thing that uh, it has me currently on the now this is a crap list of everybody in this office <laughs> well, many, most Furby. of you remember Furbies Furbies have been around for many years so this is a pink furry Furby yes I desperately wanted one of these when they came out first and mm. I'm very very glad I didn't have one um this Furby being a small f- owl-like creature, I suppose you might say. Kind of like a gremlin. Yeah, gremlin. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, yeah. He, well, he or she, or depending on what you want, this one in particular is called Furby Connect. Now, Furby's now, have been around for years. What is different about this one? This one connects to a, a tablet. Okay. Now, it, the, there's a couple of differences between the old Furbies and this one. First off, this nice little sleep mask puts okay. it out cold, okay. thankfully. Okay. You're gonna, you, you, you like these. Because the big toy this year is the, the Hatchimal. You cannot okay. get these for love, money, okay. nor kidneys, whatever else. You just can't get them anywhere. What are Hatchimals? Hatchimals are, are just these animals that hatch out of eggs and then you know go through okay. all the stages of you know typical teenage straps. And, uh, okay. you know, but they are the must-have toy okay. this year. Okay. Uh, this is a good alternative. Okay. Um, so basically, we'll take his mask off and then you can all hate me. Um, okay. What it is, is it, uh, it's, 
he, when he wakes up, eventually. There you go. Okay. You don't actually need the app. I'm going to be honest, you don't need the app. But this thing is annoying all by itself. Now, kids are going to love this. You are going to hate it. Anybody with ears is going to hate it. I'd um, say it's cute for about half an hour. It does, and it's got these... <laughs> After uh, that. <laughs> one, of these, one of the things that's different is it's got um, LED eyes, which yes. are probably going to be the things you see before you die. They're terrifying. It's That's a bit scary. It is, isn't it? But yeah. they, it has, it has uh, over, I think it's over 100 expressions. Right. You hold it by the tail, it farts. Kira's now holding the Furby upside down. And yeah. Yes. We, we discovered that earlier. I put the batteries into it, started moving, and I nearly threw it across the room. Right, right, right. It's, uh, okay. as I said, kids are going to love this. This Your child will love this. Okay. You will hate it. Your child will love it. But you're just going to have to suck it up and, you know, buy a pair of noise-cancelling headphones okay. and hope for the best. But what it does, it links up with the app. And the app, you, you actually, you can use them independent of each other. You don't have to have the Furby to use the app. Well, I have no okay. idea why you would. Uh, and you don't have to have the app to use the Furby. Okay. But it'll do stuff like it links in with viral videos and it starts talking to you about lots of different things. Oh, okay. So... Um, and how much will this um, they creature go, cost us? If you shop around, it's between, oh, at the moment, between 100 and 125 euro, depending okay. on where okay. you pick it up. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's, it's not the Furby that I remember. Okay. <laughs> it's infinitely more terrifying. But as I said, again, kids will love this. They're going to get great hours of entertainment out of this thing. And you will just retire to a heap in the corner, sobbing and wondering where your life went wrong. Okay. Thanks, Kira. And I say, as you say, the noise cancelling earphones, I think, might be needed yes. as an accompaniment. Now, maybe we put the, put the, uh, the sleep mask back on. Put a sleep mask on. There's a mask that goes in front of his eyes and uh, he's going to go, nope, he's going to sleep again now. And then it stops eventually. Right. He will eventually stop. Right. On that note, thanks, Kira. We'll take another short break now. Stay with us for a report on the stock markets, believe it or not, with Joe Brennan. Only 29% of us know how much we need to live on in retirement. Irish Life is changing that with Empower, a new approach to company pensions that helps change the way your employees think about their future. For more, go to irishlifeempower.ie or talk to your pension consultant. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life. Irish Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. All information sourced for Irish Life, June 2015. Welcome back. I'm joined by Joe Brennan for a quick update on the markets. Joe, it's all about oil today. What's going on? Yeah, um, just even locally, you see uh, Tullow Oil is, uh, has jumped to over 11% uh, this afternoon. A number of other highly leveraged uh, oil companies have also uh, increased dramatically in value. Uh, as OPEC has come out with a, a deal, now it hasn't officially been communicated, Iran, one of the members of OPEC, have come out and said that they plan to uh, cut 1.2 million barrels a day to 32.5 so million. plan to reduce oil production among OPEC's members yeah. and, and thus will support prices. Exactly. Now, even at that, bringing uh, oil capacity down to 32.5 million a day won't bring it back into equilibrium. Okay. Uh, the, the view is that OPEC, even OPEC itself, its own estimates believe that uh, they need to cut uh, output to 31.9, below 32 million mm-hmm. uh, barrels a day in the first half of next year to be able to bring about uh, that balance in supply. But even the news today, uh, there's been a lot of to and froing, a lot of argy-bargy between the, the main protagonists in, in OPEC, uh, Saudi Arabia and 
one side and Iran and Iraq on the other side. Iran seems to have uh, managed to scrape out a bit of a concession. Remember, Iran had been subject to a number of sanctions. Mm. It's only this year that they've been able to ramp up production. They seem to be getting some leeway as part of this deal to be able to increase supply while the overall industry brings down uh, supply across the board. Uh, Russia is also making some noises about making steps. It's a, a, the biggest non-OPEC uh, oil uh, country in the world. It's also making noise this afternoon about maybe coming on board with, uh, what, with the deal itself. So this could potentially be a turning point for, for oil prices and I suppose for uh, it could also be, have an impact on overall inflation levels which have been at extraordinary lows for the last few years. Yeah, that and combination of uh, some inflationary measures that have been taken obviously in, in, in the pipeline in the States. Uh, oil uh, will obviously increasing oil prices will help that. It will also help some of the shale producers in, in the US which would help obviously the, the US economy as well. Yeah, okay. Um Focus on OPEC now. At the weekend, the focus is going to move to Italy to the Italian constitutional referendum, in which Mr. Renzi, uh, the Prime Minister, is, going, is asking the Italian people to, I suppose, give the green light to things that he argues will will allow the uh, Italy to run better as a country to constitutional change. Uh, but fears in the markets that he's going to lose, uh, this is going to lead to a change in government in Italy and potentially implications for for Italy's banks. Yeah, um, you know, on the face of it, a, a constitutional referendum doesn't excite people. Mm. But given the fact that this is what, what the, the story that's been pushed by the Italian government to try and get this referendum over the line is that a streamlined government allows them to make uh, more swift decisions. The Italian economy has been uh, fairly low over the last few years. So this is, this is seen as being part or a, a real kickstart to introducing reforms to the Italian economy. Um, the problem um, there is that the most recent polls, now polls, there's been a blackout on polls for the last two mm. weeks heading into the referendum. But all the polls were suggesting that uh, Renzi, the, uh, the, the prime minister, is set to lose okay. uh, the referendum. Italian banks... Uh, Italian banks are, are struggling and weighed down by bad loans to the effect of about 300 billion uh, euros of bad loans. Uh, a number of banks need to, to recapitalise. Uh, the expectation is that they would need to raise about 20 billion in the market over okay. the coming year. Um, if the market is not in a position to support banks because the underlying economy is not doing well, it leaves a big question mark over what can be done for the Italian banks. The fear is that uh, the nuclear button could be pushed in terms of the Italian government, which had been pushing and trying to get uh, approval from uh, other European members, particularly Germany, to be able to inject capital into banks. It may go it alone and decide to do something itself, okay. which would really set the cat among the pigeons. So the Italian government could decide to put cash into the Italian exactly. banks. Exactly. The, 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 the particular thing about the Italian banks is that uh, normal retail uh, mom and pops around the country hold bonds and under the new rules that have been brought in in recent years to try and deal with the, uh, yeah. the crisis, um, the, 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 the whole aim is to be able to share losses with bondholders yeah. as well as, as So these are people holders. who would kind of be just really considered depositors in the normal sense, but because of the way Italian banks work, they actually, work, they actually hold bonds and therefore w- w- the public would share in the losses. Exactly, and we'd be hit by this. Okay, yeah. hence the political pressure. How are the markets likely to react in the event of a no vote? Yeah, I mean, talking to, uh, talking to uh, foreign exchange traders and even bond traders, they seem to be fairly relaxed heading into the weekend. Uh, now, again, 
if there is no vote, even though it's expected, uh, you could still see a very sharp reaction uh, overnight, uh, Sunday into Monday, with trade starting in the US and, and trickling, obviously, into, into, into Europe and, and the States. Um, most are predicting a, 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 a... Obviously, the polls are, are predicting that uh, that Renzi will lose, but you could still get a, a, a sharp sell-off um, if there is, uh, if the referendum is rejected by the Italian voters. Okay, so sell-off in, in bank shares... Uh, bonds bond markets. and the euro against the dollar. Remember, okay. the euro is down uh, sharply from where it was uh, at the time yep. of Brexit. So that could be hit. And it's the forex markets. It's, a, it's the euro dollar that people will be watching okay. overnight uh, Sunday going into Monday. That would be the first, the first place of a hit. Yeah. And again, I mean, people wouldn't have looked at, uh, investors wouldn't have looked at referenda like this uh, in the past. But it's seen as being a, 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 an example of uh, an anti-establishment uh, yeah. sentiment among voters yeah. and, and political uncertainty is, is, is not what investors like. Yeah. And we have, we're coming in next year into French, Dutch and uh, German elections as well with okay. rising kind of populist movements in, in each of those countries. Sure. Okay, we leave it there. Thanks all for today's podcasts, podcast. Thanks to Joe Brennan, Kira O'Brien, Mark Paul and Laura Slattery. Declan Condon produced the show with JJ Vernon on sound. You can find all our podcasts at irishtimes.com forward slash podcasts. Thanks very much for listening.